guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions, two. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It's football. You just get out there and you just love the moment and then you get excited for it. That's what we're going to get ready for. I'm not going to sit there and try to play it up or play it down. You know, I'm just, it is what it is. And the kids are aware this generation, they're different than when we were younger. You know, that there's a lot more information out there. And so I'm not going to put any bans on them from social media or anything like that. That's the life they live. But, but when they get into this building, it's all work. When we give them extra time and get some demand and expectations for them pre- to prepare, there's a certain standard that we have and that they got to meet it. I think that you're fooling yourself if you just say that it's just another game. It's not. It doesn't mean that it's the Super Bowl, but it's a big game. All right, Gordon, uh, the big game is coming. Uh, give us your thoughts uh, on your column today at sltrib.com making predictions. Yes, I made my prediction, uh, and it was posted today. And it is, uh, if I were going to wrap it up in short order, it would be that Utah has too much speed for BYU, and they will win by a couple touchdowns. Now, I know a lot of the games in the past have been close, and uh, it could be close, and I could be wrong. Uh, but I think Utah has more talent than BYU does. And because of that, they will win the game. Uh, and uh, I think I think highly of both teams. I, I think both teams are, are really quite good. I just think the Utes are a scotch better. You? Um, I don't disagree with you necessarily. I think it'll be closer than 14 points, though. It's always closer than 14 points. There's There are things you can do, and I wrote this in the column. There are things you can do to improve your chances from a technical standpoint, sort of strategy goes, and and all of that. But And you can do really good prep the week before the game, and that's what I'm sure both sides are trying to accomplish. But you can't get faster. No, I told you that I thought that, uh, that speed has been the difference uh, between Utah and BYU going back to the early 2000s. I certainly agree. Um, I think this particular Utah team, as many of the past several years are, are, are more talented. Sure, it's just usually not quite that picture perfect. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't always win. I mean, there are times when it doesn't. And but. it's usually close because, one, Utah doesn't blow a lot of teams out historically. They just don't. And, two, it's usually hard fought. The desperation factor is usually really, yeah. really high, which is a, a an X factor in these games that usually lead to them being more close, whether it's a member a, a, a kickoff return by Austin Colley or, I mean, you go back to fourth and 18 and all those sort of things. You know, it's one play that makes a huge difference. Taysom Hill not getting the two-point conversion. You know, there's all these wonky things that happen in the rivalry games that tend to make it more even than – lopsided now it's not you know we went through the scores yesterday and of course the jake heaps game where where utah mopped the floor with them that was that was five turnovers where byu well utah not only played well but byu completely imploded mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget that post game show i was doing it with gunther that was gunther's uh, first real taste of uh, how <laughs> fans can be because he kept repeating the final score over and over again because these callers would call in and go, but if they didn't turn the ball over five times, then it would have been a close game. And he was actually he was going crazy because mm. it was not a close game. No, and it, was not. it was really kind of whataboutism and excuses and that sort of thing. It was driving him nuts. But outside of that game, honestly, it's come down to a few plays, and, and BYU is capable of making some big ones. Certainly Utah is too, but it just usually is not the, you know, 
what you see on paper type of game. And that's really all the last time they played Utah one by 18. But even that wasn't a uh, on paper kind of game because that was weird because of that long weather delay where Utah came out and essentially while putting points on the board also prevented BYU from getting the ball. And it was it was a brilliant game plan by Utah. Don't get me wrong, but that game was closer until that happened. Well, something, yeah, okay. But wonky stuff. I don't. But you can't look at that final score and not take that into account because it it changed that particular ball game. Not that BYU would have won, but I don't know if that was truly something you'd throw in the blowout category. I wouldn't. One thing. Well, nobody said anything about a blowout. Um, uh, although maybe some people okay, would but, consider two touchdowns a, a blowout, but. Uh, I think a big part of this game will be, and when we talked with Mason, he he mentioned that BYU will want to be able to run the ball, and they've got some really fine running backs, especially Algier. That guy is really good. But most teams really struggle to run the ball on Utah's defense. And so what do they have to do in order to try to give themselves a chance they have to throw the football. So what does that do? That puts a lot on Jaron Hall. And he might be capable of doing that. Uh, I, I don't know. But I think he's going to have to have a fantastic game if BYU is to overcome the talent uh, differential. Because, he's gonna, because I don't think the Cougars will be able to just hand the ball off and, and run over the Utes. Uh, most teams can't do that. And I'm not sure that BYU will be able to to do that. And so they put the ball in their quarterback's hands. And maybe his ability to run will be utilized more. But then you subject him to some hits that you might not want him to be (laughs) exposed to. But uh, I'll just say it again. Jaron Hall is going to have to have a fantastic game for BYU to win. Okay, and I, I think he's capable of that. We'll see what happens. And I we'll think see BYU, how much Utah moves the ball. Too. I think BYU's pass uh, defense is vulnerable, and I think Charlie Brewer is good enough and efficient enough to make them pay for that. And I could be wrong on all this. I'm not. I'm not saying this as a, uh, the oracle speaking from the mountaintop. I'm just saying from my perspective, this is what I'm anticipating seeing. Uh, but their teams, I think they are close enough in talent to be able to reverse that under certain circumstances. But this is the way I, is the way to bet, in my opinion. Tell me what you think is going to happen Saturday night. I just told you. I think it'll be closer. Yeah, but give me a score. I mean, how close? Six to three. Oh, please, no. Austin, I'm looking for a straight answer here. What do you got? <laughs> Jake. Jake, that's – see, that's Jake's – form of getting a laugh is just uh sarcasm well it was hey it was three to zero in the game back in 2003 and they should yeah, have canceled that's it, it was forever. in the middle of a storm yeah and the I great mean, urban meyer was a coach and all he could muster muster was three well that's points. because it was a, there was an ice storm going on the weather was I re- fine i remember looking <laughs> i remember penguin. looking out the window from the press box pitying the people out there and thinking i would i would have been long gone i'm not gonna you know, I'm not going to sit through sub-zero temperatures with, you know. <laughs> I was there with my, me in the my high school girlfriend. She was, a, bit, she was a big Ute fan. And she, uh, I didn't want to go. Warmth? I didn't want to go, but uh, we went and we stayed the whole freaking time. Did you keep her warm? That's inappropriate. We were in high school. 
Alex Smith mustered three points in that game. That's because nobody <laughs> could even feel their fingers. Sure. Excuses. <laughs> you are, you know, for for a soft uh, city kid, you sure are talk tough. Can't handle a little. I'm a Utah. I can handle a little cold yeah, weather. Let's see. I want to see you out on the farm for a while. I, I'd like to see you spend a summer on a farm and doing hard labor out on the farm, and then we'll see how tough you are. I'm going to do hard labor on the farm the same way you did. I did, that, man. That's, that's, I keep did a, that. Keep a, hey, a little row of My grandpa plants. had 11 farms, <laughs> okay. and I was out there helping. Was it okay? Wasn't it a, some sort of church garden? No, that was the last that was, time was, you were. You that claimed was something to be a else. Farmer. It wasn't a garden. Again, it was, you could take all the personal huge, shots at me. But it was a, it was a huge plot of land. I'm defending. But, but my grandpa had eleven farms, and I used to go down there and spend some vacation time uh-huh. helping on the farm. Uh, See, if he had a farm, I might believe it. But why eleven? Why go with that number? He, he started that with so one, and up. he ended up with 11. Oh, uh, 11. Sorry. I just, yeah. uh, so just because we're not picking the Utes 50 to 8, you're going to criticize our, our prediction here? No. I think it's going to be closer. That's well, it. I think we've seen all close? sorts of different games. Less than 14? <laughs> okay. Can you give me a score? So you think BYU covers, Jake, or no? What is uh, what is the six. Magic, what is it magic predicting wizard predicting down there? Um, yeah, it's 6. Six. So the wizard thinks it's going to be closer than you do. Yeah. When did you start giving credibility to the wizard? I don't. I don't. I'm just surprised you strayed from him so much. I'm just going off what my eyeballs see. In one game apiece? Yeah. And and but what I anticipated before you know anything had been played. The Utes are faster, and I think that's going to that's going to. Give them, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not sitting here arguing like I'm the only right one. I just am giving my reasoning for what I'm saying. Austin, what do you think? Uh, and actually, it's it's now climbed to seven. Just by the way, uh, I I think I think that Jake. Uh, you're not crazy to think it's a 14-point game, Gordon, but typically these, even the two-score different differential games, it's like 10. Uh, it's like a, a field goal and a touchdown. So I think I'll go Utah 34, BYU 27. Oh, okay. Well, that would be uh, – that's along the lines of what happened in a bowl game that year. It is, yeah. But Less turnovers that game, than that one. Huh? That game was the wonkiest game ever. Where Utah was just smashing them, and BYU came back. That was even the even the games. I don't know. It's it's something always weird happens. It never yeah, goes how be. you would predict it. I saw yeah. that there's some weather supposed to roll in again. Oh, really? Yeah, that sucks. Well, what kind of weather? It, well, they think that it will be some kind of storm system. They're not sure if it will be as bad as last week's Utah game, but they do think there will be some factor, like electricity in the air. Uh, no, nothing biblical, I don't think. But they no, just I mean lightning? No, that was what Utah's game's problem was. I don't think it's that. I think that okay. there's just going to be a storm system above them. Little Locusts and things. Anybody. Although I have heard players say that they would rather play in the snow than the rain. Or was it the wind? I think it's the wind. Yeah, maybe it is. All right, well, we'll see. All right, there. I just wanted to hear what you had to say about that. I I think it's going to be closer. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be somewhat ugly. <laughs> so the over under is forty eight, Jake. You're going under there, huh? Yeah, although that's kind of a low number, right? 
Uh, I mean, my, my prediction was 51, right? 34, 27. Isn't that 51? But yeah. What? I'm looking what? at you. I mean, so you're thinking maybe 27, 21? Yeah, maybe something like that, but not so perfect. Maybe some field goals mixed in there. Some, uh, you know, maybe a safety. Well, is uh, is BYU's kicker Oldroyd? Is he going to be back uh, on the field? Because that backup, he made that big field goal against Arizona, but that was pretty ugly. That thing, that thing was tailing off like one of my shanked drives. And I do think that there is something to both coaching staffs know each other so well. What they want to do is going to be game planned for. But see, that's why I think what Jaron Hall is capable of doing might be the wild card. I, which I don't disagree with that take. You yeah. make it sound like I disagree with. No, I'm not. Word. I'm not making it sound like that. I, and that's a, hey, that's a lot of weight to put on the shoulders of somebody making their fourth start. Is that right? You had two coming into the season. Yeah, we'll see. So if you I can, mean, especially against that defense. I mean, yeah, they did show. I mean, Weber State got 213 passing yards on them. And maybe the mixture of him being able to throw and run will keep them off balance. Well, I don't know if we've necessarily seen Utah's secondary prove itself quite yet. Yeah, they've got some some different players in different roles. Um, you know, Devin Lloyd has nothing left to prove to anybody. But you look on, <laughs> you know, some of those other players, some of the safeties. There's there's some stuff out there to prove. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing about making a prediction about in a game like this is you say what you think is going to happen, but the but the opposite could happen for all the reasons you've been describing. I mean, it's just got sort of a crazy feel to it, which is kind of what you want in a rivalry game. It's just kind of funny how Utah has been so dominant in the last nine meetings as far as wins go. As far as wins go, that's yeah. the weird part about it. Because the games haven't quite been so one-sided. Yeah. But all that matters is the W. Sure. Right? I'm not downplaying that at all. But it does make it less – or it does make it more interesting. I mean, if Utah had won nine games in a row by an average of 21 points, then, I mean, we would probably wouldn't even have this discuss- be having this But discussion. in some ways, the team's gone. ability to win even close games speaks to culture. It speaks to – Mental toughness, it speaks to uh, a superior program. Mm, kind of. Nine straight? Yeah. By an average Although of like five all, points. All the BYU fans are out there thinking right now, well, last year would have been different. Well, it's, it's just. I, might, I, think, I think last year might have been different. I mean, that BYU team was really good, led by a great quarterback. And, uh, it, and, and, and Utah had some struggles. So maybe BYU would have gotten Utah last year. But, but this isn't last year. I think topics often are more nuanced than just nine straight. And I think this is true. I think, it, you know, that tells the story. Of course, they won nine games in a row. That's certainly a fact. But the story leading up to that has certainly been much more nuanced. Well, maybe nuanced. But look, you can't argue with the final scores. Well, yeah, it's how did you get there. Of course, yeah. it's, it's nuanced. But ultimately, your nuances don't matter. Kind of. I mean, not we're not just really. talking sports here. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not arguing but that every the, coach, be, the results be overturned. No, every coach in the world would say, "Just give me the W, man." It's, and that's what Utah's been able to do. Yeah, but there's a lot more nuance to it when Taysom Hill comes up one play short. 
Yeah, I, I understand. That's not losing by 21. No. It's losing. But it's more nuanced than that. I, I, how could you not acknowledge I, no, that? I, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Jake. I'm just saying that nobody cares. I care. <laughs> okay. All right, you care. I think fans out there care. I, I would just, anybody uh, possibly care about a, this? Anybody who says that, uh, you know, Utah has won, but they, the games have been close. Well, that's a losing attitude. And it sounds like it's riddled with excuse. Now we're talking about losing attitude. Who's the mo- who's the motivational speaker? Who are you, Tony Robbins? <laughs> now we're talking about a losing attitude. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking oh, about one oh, play gosh. short. We we sure came close. No, that's worth something. That's nuanced. It is nuanced. But you're still losing. Okay, there's more to the story. <laughs> You and I are looking at this from opposite ends. Yeah. One uh, is in reality and one is just saying scoreboard. <laughs> okay. All right. So what, uh, what, what, speaking of nuance, what will the nature of the game be? I mean, you mentioned that you think it's going to be low scoring. How low scoring? Uh, you know, you go the, with the under? The over-under probably has it somewhere in the neighborhood of what I think it's going to be. I just don't think it's going to be a perfectly played game. For a variety of reasons. Well, One, it's early in the season. Second, sure. the intensity level is so high that often leads to mistakes and weird Emotion. things happen. Yeah. yeah. Like like BYU taking it to Utah and Jason Shelley having to bring them all the way back in the second half. Like all this weird stuff that happens in this Who, game. Which running back do you think will end up with the most yards? Well, I don't know who gets the majority of the carries for Utah. Uh, Tavian Thomas. Well, then that's probably your answer. More than Algier? Well, I think BYU's I'm with you. I think they're going to have a tough time running the ball, although there's no guarantee that Utah runs the ball that well either. Well, BYU did a fairly good job of that. I mean, they did give up some yards to that one kid. What was his name? Robinson? I forget. But, yeah, I mean, Utah certainly give up, given up big running performances in the past when maybe we didn't expect them. So it's not like that's Very up. rarely. Well, it's happened. I'll probably go back and... Name a number of different times. Who was it that Arizona running back that ran him over every year? That was 10 years ago. Kadeem Carey? Yeah. Was that that dude's name? He runs for like 180 yards a game against Utah in his four years at Arizona. (laughs) You're just grasping for whatever. It happens. That's all. Algiers is good. It could happen. You asked me who I'd bet. I'd pick the Utah guy. What is the matter with you? (laughs) We're talking about what Utah establishes, this great defense that forces teams to throw the ball against them. And you bring up some random example from a decade ago. We could find other examples. It happens to the mighty Utah run defense. They give up some yards once in a while, Gordon, which was my whole point. (laughs) Okay. Man, I'd like to see a game that would be in the 30s, both sides. That would be kind of fun. There you go. That's the split story of the day on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Split story brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. We'll have more big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.